Good morning. This is City Church Together for Tuesday, November 24th. Today we're going to do a little comparing and contrasting uh, from uh, the book of Deuteronomy where I've been doing my uh, personal reading and also with something we covered in this sermon last week and that we return to often at City Church and just Christians in general return to often, which is uh, the Great Commission in Matthew 28. So let's start in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. For a little context, um, Deuteronomy is, again, where Moses and the Israelites are right at the edge of the Promised Land, and Moses is giving some final instructions and reminders before they go in to take the Promised Land. Uh, the Promised Land, Canaan, is inhabited by um, other uh, groups of people who do not worship God. In fact, they are um, uh, typically pretty violent people, uh, the tribes that, that actually possess Canaan. And uh, God is going to use um, this small tribe of people, this small um, oppressed, persecuted tribe of people, um, and he's going to run his judgment through the people of Israel as he also fulfills his promise to them. So you can kind of think in that as God is, is moving his judgment into all of these people who have done horrific things to people. Um, and uh, he's doing that through Israel while he also makes good on his promise to give them the land. All right, so let's pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Then Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel saying, I am now 120 years old. I can no longer act as your leader. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God is the one who will cross ahead of you. In other words, Moses says, I won't cross the Jordan, but you will go in without me. He will destroy these nations before you and you will drive them out. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you. As the Lord has said, the Lord will deal with them as he did Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them over to you and you must do to them exactly as I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. And that's the word of the Lord from Deuteronomy 31. And now over to the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28. Verse 18. Jesus is now speaking to his disciples and those who are gathered around at the mountain before he ascends in heaven. Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is the word of the Lord from Matthew 28. Now, today we're using uh, a biblical tool of comparing and contrasting. Um, this can be particularly helpful, like we're doing here in from Old Testament to New Testament. So uh, I have already explained um, Deuteronomy 31. The command is to go in and to take these other nations out in order to take the land. And the encouragement is be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid of these other nations. I'm running my judgment through you, in other words, so I will prevail. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. And then, of course, 
When you flip over to Matthew 28, we have the Great Commission, which is Jesus before he ascends to heaven, saying to his disciples, you are now to go into all nations and you will immerse them in the Holy Communion, uh, the Holy Communion of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that overflowing, loving community, and you will teach them to observe everything I've commanded you, okay? And Jesus says here, I am with you all the way to the end. Do you hear the similarity between those two passages? In both passages, there is a leader who is um, pulling away uh, Jesus in this case, in the New Testament, Moses in the Old Testament. He is sending his people into the nations, um, Israel in Deuteronomy and in the New Testament, uh, his disciples. And he gives them something to do with those nations. In the Old Testament, it is to um, destroy them or to drive them out. In the New Testament, Matthew 28, it is to include them in the communion of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in your communion as the church, um, because you go in the name of. So include them, baptize, immerse them, um, and show the sign of their inclusion in this community by baptizing them. And there's also, um, there is also uh, in Deuteronomy 31, he says, you must do to them as I have commanded. In Matthew 28, he says, you must teach them what I have commanded. So in Deuteronomy 31, what God has commanded stops with Israel, and they simply execute onto the other nations. In Matthew, that's in Deuteronomy 31, in Matthew 28, the command flows through them as they teach all of the nations, everything they have been commanded. And in both of them, God says, I am with you. I am with you. I will not leave you. All right. That is the explanation. And now let's move to the application and just what our observation here. The observation I have is that there, yes, there is a continuity between the Old Testament and the New Testament. No, the Old Testament God is not really angry and the New Testament God really nice, and Jesus is like the nice version of the Old Testament God. That is not true. But there is truth in that there is a kind of progressive revelation that happens as you go through Scripture where you get more and more and more and more clarity as to who God is and how he is going to solve the puzzle of sin. God's judgment is present in the New Testament, and God's mercy is present in the Old Testament. But there is a certain way that God's judgment is executed and a certain way that God's patience and grace are administered that um, develops, um, not, as in, not as if God is maturing, but develops as he develops his people through time. In this case, I end these verses very, very thankful. As we've just ended a series uh, where we are practicing meditation on Scripture. Um, and as, uh, as we talked about on Sunday, that we have this command in, the, uh, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and in other places in Scriptures, to go and immerse people in the loving community of God and also teach them to observe what Christ has done. We've, we're, we're called to hear and do and teach others to hear and do what Christ has done. I am thankful that, that we are not the people um, who are tasked with 
executing judgment on others. I am thankful that we are the people, the church, who are tasked with going out and including people in this loving community. I am thankful that I don't have to run and face uh, a sword and a spear and a bow and a mace and a flying boulder and hot boiling oil. You know, that that's not what I face. Rather, um, what we face is um, hard hearts. Uh, rather, what we face is, is um, maybe broken people who have not yet encountered the gospel. But that is the difference in what the commission in Deuteronomy is and the great commission of Matthew 28 is. Deuteronomy is a command to go and execute judgment and take the land. And in Matthew 28, it is, you've been given everything you need for life and godliness. Go, therefore, and include others. Go, therefore, and bring them in. Immerse them in this loving community. Teach them to observe everything I have commanded you, and I am with you always to the end of the age. What a difference Jesus makes. What a difference a crucified and resurrected Savior makes into um, what we are called to do and what we are able to do. And so, City Church, I would just ask you, do not go backwards in this covenant. Do not reject the new covenant of Christ and step back into the old covenant of Christ, which is what we do every time we see the church as a persecuted minority that has to fight the big bad world. That is not what we are called to do. Rather, we are called to, in love, make disciples and teach them to walk with and follow Jesus, not to go out and take the land that is rightfully ours. So City Church, we are a New Testament church with a God who has redeemed us and called us to make disciples. So let's go, therefore, and do it. Let's be silent now as we recognize that the Lord is always with us as we are about making disciples. Our Father, we are so grateful that our task is not, um, at least right now, it's certainly not um, to conquer sword and spear and shield. Rather, our task with you is to go out not seeing our enemies as adversaries, but being advocates for our enemies, laying our life down for our enemies, loving our enemies, so that we baptize them in your love and in your community. Father, make us bold to open our mouths and preach the gospel. It is the power of salvation. Make us open our mouths. May it help us to wield the sword of salvation instead of um, the sword of our anger to hurt or cut down our enemies. Father, will you bring fruit from many people in City Church and all those listening to this podcast who have dedicated themselves to practices that help shape us to be the kind of people who make disciples in love. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, we do this. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.